Hello and welcome back to the On The Slab horror show that we bring to you each and every week exclusively live on the Dynamo Podcast Network. This here is a very special episode that we've got for you. It's the first time the three of us have been there since they promoted me. So we have obviously Ian, Ian here, who's on my left on the picture. I don't know what he is on yours. Uh, and then we have Carl, the king. Yeah. How are we, men? Well, I'm, I'm, I was good until you just announced me as Ian. And then you announced Carl, the king. Do you know did, what I mean? Did it, it obviously dipped out, did it? Sorry, Ian, the dynamo king. <laughs> I'm only the dynamo king, well, and with the G-man. Exactly. G-man, baby. <laughs> Oh, you're not getting that promoted now, my friend. Let's fuck off. No, well, I'll send you the bill for the checks. <laughs> and a major congratulations on a job well done on Greg's first intro. Absolutely. Absolutely well done, brother. Flawless. What are, we, what are we talking about today, man? So I've set up, well, we, we set up when we had a chat there last week, a list type episode of movies that don't include the big usual names that you get in horror. So like it could be movies that we've seen that aren't obviously Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween, Jaws, Saw, any of the real big, big names. So there'd be a bit more obscure movies for people that they mightn't have seen and we're going to give them a lowdown and, and get them to check it out. I so like we'll come it. with five each. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Uh, otherwise we'd be here all night. <laughs> I, I would like, I, I'd like to call this like a lesser known uh, list of films. Yeah, it's yeah, not no. necessarily B movies as such because yeah. we're, we're going to do an episode on B movies, as in like yeah. the only kind of the only way you could watch these back in the day was going to your local video store and just mm. judging it by the cover. You know what I mean? Can't, can't wait to get to the C movies, lads. All the sci-fi movies. Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> Best you know, the top ten films on sci-fi are on the horror channel. Sharknado. <laughs> Jeez. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of. Oh, yeah. No, top 10 yeah. it's only two films it has to be <laughs> so how are we gonna so, do this today g-man we go one by one around the way mm-hmm. um anyone care to want to start i'll start it i'm willing to do it that way yeah um, so you know like a lot of the a lot of my favorite horror films would be kind of lesser known ones anyway as you both know and, and people who watch the show would know that as well or um i'm gonna I, again and they're not in order yeah, there's no way. There's no way no. they can be put in order. No. So, starting off, I'm going with Terrifier. What a movie! Oh, yeah. yeah. Modern, was, modern yeah. fucking indie horror. I love it. Yeah, and I mean, like, the, the, I mean, like that was done with a hundred grand of a budget, you know. And I can't. I, I that's the one film that I couldn't see how much it made, but I know it made over a hundred grand anyway. And a um, hundred grand went into the mask alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Isn't it amazing though to think that that's another iconic character now, Art the Clown? And I mean, you know, the, the amount of gore in that film as well. Best clown ever, as well, in my opinion. I know that's going to be controversial, but. Well, is. that's again another show, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, Damien Leone uh, directed it and uh, it was brought before a film, uh, All Hallows Eve, was the first film to include Art. And there's a new one. Terrifier 2 coming out as well. So I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's out. Is it oh, it, I, I know it's due to I be think out. It came, I think it came out the back end of last year. It was right. a soft release though. Oh, yeah, right. it was only, I think it was, I think they released it in like Canada first or something, but it's it's still not like really. It was, at one, it was at one of the film festivals, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, have it, I have it here that uh, it cost them 100 grand to make it 
and within 19 hours of it being released, I had 125 grand made. There you go. Holy so shit! Whatever it made, whatever it made after, and that. after that, and then like, and I mean, he did a he did a like a Kickstarter or GoFundMe to do the new one, and he yeah. got he more than met his target as well. It's actually, so it's great. It's great to see kind of independent filmmakers doing shit like that on their own back. You know. Oh, it's great. It's one um, of my it, it's one of my my woman's favorite horrors as well. She loves it every Halloween. She has to watch it. It's it's crazy. Like, Terrifier. Yeah, Rachel absolutely is obsessed She's with got that taste. movie. She's got yeah. taste. It's, it's, um, it's, it's one of them movies that kind of flew under the radar an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't up until uh, five or six years ago I heard of it first. I heard of and, it first actually from not even Carl on this occasion, which is weird because I wouldn't <laughs> expect it to. But I remember saying to him like, yeah, I, I talked to you about it. I remember just going, <laughs> yeah. Terrifier, it's fucking absolutely spot on. I, I have to that... say, he even scared me. He even freaked me. And I don't, you know me, I love clowns. I fucking love clowns. I know he how I, I know how I came across it. It was actually by accident. You know, when you go through fucking, you know, sometimes on those Saturday nights, those slow Saturday nights where you're like, yeah, you're just looking for something to come out at you, something modern that's not necessarily big. I know Clown was Eli Roth's one. Yeah, it's very yeah. good as well, actually. Yeah, and it, I think that's the one he just had transforming, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a great. That was a fucking badass movie. That, yeah. and I think it was actually off the back of that we were looking for more shit. And this, like, kind of really indie advert for uh, Terrifier, come on! And we were like, oh my god, I need mm-hmm. to find that now. Yeah, and I have to say that's one of the movies that genuinely gives you like frights because you're like you don't know whether this lad is an actual demon. Or yeah. what he is, but there's no special effects, no fucking none of that. But just, there's no real rhyme or reason to what he's doing. He's just no, the pizza, the, yeah. the pizza store scene, like you know Jesus where he's sitting there. Going, you're like, get this motherfucker out of here! Like yeah. I, I'd have been like the the actual guy in the pizza store. Get the fuck out, you little creep! Yeah. I, I think I think um, this movie had a lot of. Um, remember then, like when they brought this out, and then obviously all the people started dressing up as clowns and mm. like in underpasses and all. Yeah, I think they they picked off a lot of that from the likes of this yeah. and clown. Until some and of the clowns start getting the head kicked off. Too much. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, if if like if you're seeing it, someone running at you like that, you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna run off. Some people won't run off. Like I wouldn't. That. Well, yeah, I certainly will. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say nothing, but you know me, so yeah. no way. Yeah, you know what I mean, unless he had There's that big fucking knife watch. shit going on. If he had that knife gimmick going on, and be like, all right, sayonara. I'm out of what here. happened? There's a there's a an Ian shaped hole in that wall. <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. You know what I mean? Forget about it. No, um, <laughs> but like I think I think a lot of it was well promoted. I think some of them were actors that were paid by companies to do it. Yeah. You know, put the fear of clowns back into people, and then all of a sudden you release a big clown movie. Yeah. It's a great, uh, yeah, it's a great it's, idea. It's a. Uh... Yeah, it's it's a good and bad thing for clowns. I mean, real clowns, official clowns, had a rough time getting getting work at kids' parties. I have much fun. I don't okay. blame. I don't blame. Lynch not officially them. went to clown college. You know what? That's correct. Yes, I did. Did she? Yeah. That's it. I tell tell horror clowns clown. aren't real and see what happens. I'd like to see that red nose. What? Well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. You wanna go ahead, Eno? Uh, yeah, you know you go. Um. All right, yeah, so I'll go, again, they're in no particular order, so I'll go with what I have written down first. I went for a 1983 gem year before my my birth, 
um, I went with Videodrome. Ah, what? Um, directed and written by the great David Cronenberg. Um, yeah. Unbelievable, unbelievable movie. I know it was on Netflix for a for 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 a day or so. Yeah. Um, it's, a hot minute. It's yeah. crazy when they get on and then all of a sudden they're gone. Like it's 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 madness because to me like this is one of the one of the best like horror movies ever you know what i mean and these i'm like carl carl alluded to the fact that a lot of his favorite horrors are kind of the obscure ones and i'm I'm the exact same yeah like we love the big ones but i'm i'm like a mate i mean james woods in this this is prime james woods like and his acting in it is phenomenal uh, one of my favorite is Nikki Brown, yeah, of his films actually <laughs> james what? woods is prime shame woods and everything yeah. i would say that's one of my favorite roles i think he's doing well yeah, yeah that's what i mean by prime saying prime yeah. james woods it's like he's he's so kind of the, the youth in him like you know what i mean yeah yeah um he's a, he's a genius though he is man it's him you know as max wren basically a little bit of a little bit of a weirdo in his own right you know what i mean and they, they go to you know the, the the whole premise of it that it's 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 almost like um you know this 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 whole video obsession and movie obsession back then but it's like the original kind of based on this snuff coming from malaysia but like you know even debbie harry's character in it is is absolutely phenomenal debbie harry looks mighty fine yeah as a Do you know, I don't, I, I, I can't even uh, think of the last time I watched this movie. Oh, dude! I watched it about four months ago. Yeah, I'm currently, I'm currently looking up a list or a, a site here to watch it on. <laughs> Hit me with some knowledge. I'll, I'll sort you out so we don't get in trouble from big wigs on YouTube. But uh, don't worry, Lavidia. Shudder. Shudder. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's an awesome movie. I think, I mean, Carol, I know you're a big fan of this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the like, some of the animatronics in this as well, for example, are amazing. Yeah. Like the way his stomach opens up and stuff. It's yeah. just, it's it's such a strange. It's a weird movie. Like unless you're crazy into your horror, you probably won't get it. Yeah, but as well as that, hate it. as well as that though, I think. Like again, I've alluded to this before. Horror, for me, horror movies should be uncomfortable to watch. Yes. You yeah. should be able to feel some percentage of what they're going through in whatever it is, whether it's a transformation or, a, you know, with something out of your stomach or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So the more, and without, you know, like something like that where, yeah, you can feel the dread, you can feel the, the horror. That's, that's timeless, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is this is an unbelievable movie, and look, it, it is a pretty big enough cast as well. But yeah, like as I said, Debbie Harry and a lot of people don't even know Debbie Harry was in this. They're just thinking of the hot blonde chick that was in it. <laughs> it was actually Debbie Harry, like yeah. um, that one. Yeah, even the fact mm-hmm. that her her dad basically like is is you know he's he's dead yet like he's still talking to. You know James yeah. Woods' character. You know in this movie, it's like, what is going on? Am I in real life here? What is this an alternate universe? It's very, um, it's very, it's very trippy. In fairness, but it has that great '80s vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Where absolutely great score on it and everything, and it has the anim- like animatronics that probably weren't 
done to the effect of say something like the thing or something or have the budget of of, of something like that but, but they worked for this film though they absolutely really for this film. absolutely and if you if you i mean even if you went to try and remake that film like they always try and do with you uh it wouldn't have the charm that it has couldn't do it couldn't do it no it's rumor ha- rumor has it car loves remakes <laughs> oh, man, fuck off with your remakes whoever set that rumor up i think carol might be gunning for them yeah ted i'm gonna kick your ass um, <laughs> so that's that's my first pick uh, over to you host with the most right we're going we're going down under for my one oh. we're gonna go with uh wolf creek i knew you were going there man i knew you were going Rit- there when you said that written and directed by greg mclean um i always find when a, a director writes the movie as well he has more um involvement in it like the last movie yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly rather than him just uh reading the script hard to say basically yeah yeah but it's his um, baby isn't it or her baby whatever it may be yeah, yeah. like this, this movie was genuinely uncomfortable to watch yeah yeah um obviously set in the outback um with a random farmer you'd say what was his name? Mick something. Well, didn't didn't that motherfucker actually get done for something crazy recently? Who, your uh, man that played your man that played your man in Wolf Creek? Yeah. No, no, the, the main guy. The, it's yeah. based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got sent. I think he got sentenced to jail time, or he died in jail, one or the other, not so long ago. Yeah. The real guy, the real fella. Yeah. Um, no, obviously his name wasn't Mick, but uh, like this movie where you see them going up a tourist spot and he just arrives and all of a sudden the car's broke this is a real survival at the at its darkest anyway normally sometimes you see it and it's like it's daylight nothing's happening Mm. this shit's happening all the time yeah like even the stats that they gave at the start of the movie about how like many amount of people go missing because they they had that famous story didn't they like the famous uk couple that went missing they were never found there's loads, there's loads though. People, like, if you go missing in the outback, you're going to be eaten by something. Yeah. And oh. there you go. There's, there's, the re- there's kind of realism there. And that's proper. That's the horror of horror. it. Yeah. That's yeah. proper horror. But yeah. uh, like, there's the scenes in here where she goes back in to get her friend out. And he's like fucking butchering people. Mm. Now, the one thing I will have is it does go back to the same old horror trope of uh, she leaves the gun with him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no, I hate when they do that and then they don't pull the trigger. It's like, no, like, there's a bullet yeah. in your head, son. But, like, you're looking at it. The movie was almost perfect. And then you're like, well, why? Even even if you don't want to shoot him with it, just take it with you. You can't use it. You know I mean, what it's like? It's kind of like in pro wrestling when you see them, like, slowly climbing up the cage. Or yeah. yeah. And you're like, you're actually inviting the ignorant people to come in and judge this. <laughs> don't give them get a you. reason. <laughs> Imagine if one of the wrestlers went off script and went into business for themselves and just ran up the, the ladder straight away. And took it. <laughs> you'd, have to do every, you'd have to do every ladder match that way. And it's the same horror. You're like, fuck, it's, it's, yeah, no, I'm the same as Greg there with that. It's, it's, it's a hate. John, John Jarrett uh, was absolutely phenomenal as Mick Taylor in this. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know whether any of you has checked out part two. Oh, yeah, he's the boy. He's in, trouble. he's in trouble in real life now for something mad. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> now, part two was okay, but uh, the TV series wasn't bad either. Was he in the TV series as well? I can't remember if it was him or not. Uh, I think it was him. 
Um, but the TV show was the TV show was well worth the watch as well. But uh, Wolf Creek is as atmosphere that Carl loves, and um, so. it the way it was filmed to me was very much a throwback towards Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like it looked hot and sweaty, and yeah. it was filthy, dirty, and dusty, and 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 that kind of lip service I loved, you know, or that kind of homage. Yeah. I'm going to say as well, John Jarrett is not in trouble anymore. He was accused of rape, but he was found not guilty. So let's oh. clarify that for disclaimer. Sorry, John. Please don't shoot me. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, uh, it was a brilliant movie. Yeah, I thought it was a great, great, great movie. I remember, I remember it was one of those movies. Um, what year was that, Greg? 2005. Yeah, I, I think it was one of the last, like, because that was still at a time where you could still go to Extra Vision and rent out, you know, DVDs more so at that time. And I think that was one. Well, of so, yeah, 2005. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the ones I remember getting kind of very, very close to the time it came out and just, you know, when you get it on the cheap section, which was great yeah. about horror, you'd always get yeah. it on the cheap. Well, yeah. this, this, that's what I used to do. Like me and the lads used to go over. Advanced Vision. Used to be, Extra Vision used to be uh, five DVDs for a fiver for five nights. We used exactly. to go over and rent the five worst looking movies we could find. Yeah. And see if we could catch a couple of pingers out of it. Best <laughs> thing in the world, man. Best thing in the world. And then like, straight over to four star pizza let's get all the beers all the pizza let's fucking have I, only, I only started eating pizza there not so long ago so uh, once you don't have point the turtles early enough <laughs> yeah gone mad <laughs> gone mad no right, so, great great show love that movie yeah, yeah. if you haven't if you haven't seen any of these movies check them out yeah. so far we're a tree for tree here oh definitely yeah. right um, I'm gonna stick with 2005 um, and like yeah, like the end. You're probably saying he's doing a lot of modern, actually, modern stuff. Can I just say as well for anybody waiting on me to come out with some sort of modern movie? I like, I think, the, <laughs> I think the latest in the decades that I go is like 1989. <laughs> in fact, in fact, no, it's not. It's 1988. So. That makes <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. Knowing you though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> we're going with uh, the Devil's Rejects. Oh, oh hell, what a movie. yeah, hell, hell, yeah, love it. Right, as we all know, it was pre- it was preceded by uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, which is a great film in its own right. Yeah, but this film really did, and as far as I'm concerned, Rob Zombie stopped doing fucking remakes and do originals like this. Hundred percent, one million. Both of those movies as a duo, yeah. like. That's that's his niche. That is yeah. something that is perfect. Yeah, he done he done the newest part to it as well. Free from Hell, which was yeah. crap. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. It's shit. I, I love loved them, but it was shit. I there enjoyed was, was the elements... I enjoyed the premise of the story to it. But yeah, it like there was elements of it that were okay. You know what I mean? In, but I mean, there shouldn't be elements of it that are okay. It should be yeah. as strong as those. Carol, it's your baby anyway. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. So, as I said, it was done in 2005 on a $7 million budget and it made $20.9 million. So that's a good, like, for again, for another independent film. Yeah. More than double his money, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sid Haig, of course, the legendary Sid Haig was Captain Spaulding. Sherry Moon Zombie, yum yum, baby. Uh, and Bill Mosey. crack. Oh, Bill, Bill Mosey. So there's the three main characters in it. Yeah. And uh, as we all know, it's it's a basically they're on the run and they're doing all this kind of nasty stuff to that uh, family band 
there's some cool looking kills in that as well. DDP and uh, DDP and uh, and, and oh, um, Drake is making an appearance in this as well. That's right. It's hilarious. And DDP, DDP looks huge in it, doesn't he? He's, well, he is huge. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> At the time, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Trejo as well. Yeah, the two brothers. They were the. the, the he, he's yeah. in everything though. The dead brothers. Are That's why about. I called him Machete. No point in giving him credit he's for his actions. In absolutely everything. Yeah, he's he's the, he's the Mexican you know that man Samuel was on L. Jackson. Death row. He's the Mexican he was, Samuel. L. He was on death row, was he? Yeah. So when he was in prison, he was in San Quentin. Yeah. Um, and there was a riot, and he threw a rock and hit a guard in the face with it. Oh, jeez! And he got put in solitary confinement and put on death row because of it. But the guard never came forward, and they couldn't identify who done it. So he got away with it. He's a bad man. I would not want no. to fight him. He al- he also saved a, a five-month-old baby after a car overturned on the, he on the freeway. He Legend. walked out into the middle of the freeway and pulled her out of the car. Fair play to him. He's a, he's a champ, that guy. He is. But yeah, so uh, Devil's Rejects, I mean, it's a film I can go back to all the time. Never gets boring. Never That's, gets old. That, um, again, is a, not another easy watch either, though. No. It's yeah. not. But, no, definitely. I mean, look at the, and there's another one with a, with the perfect mix of a soundtrack with the film. What soundtrack is soundtrack. Oh. Well, for anyone that hasn't seen it, if you haven't, I don't know where you've been, and I don't know why you're watching a horror show, but uh, like that that final scene, you oh. know, we we actually joked at the start of the show talking about Leonard Skinner's <laughs> Freebird. If ever yeah. there was a time for Freebird to be played in a movie, it's that this was movie, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Perfect. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, and look, I'm not giving away too much of these films, just in case people haven't seen them and they want to, yeah. want to check them out. So that's, yeah, 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 that's it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, just watch it. Like it's, it's yeah. get your pen, your bit of paper, scribble down the 15 names that we're giving you. Watch them. Yeah. Come back to us. I would also recommend though, if if you will, um, watch it as a duo. Watch yeah, watch one and then yeah. first, yeah. and then because you, like if you didn't know. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know that this is a, a prequel. Sec- oh, yeah, second. As a standalone, it could work if, as well. Oh, yeah, you could, it could no, work it could, as a standalone. No, it could do. It could do. But if you want the full experience, you know what I mean? If we're going to be yeah. recommending shit here on, on the slab, we want to be giving well the fucking yeah. experience. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, so there you go. There's my number two. Well, second one. Cracker. Great show. That was the most modern one that was on my list, Carl. But I knew, believe it or not, that you'd be choosing it. So. Right. So you, you picked that as well, did you? No, no, that that would have been it. Would have been one of them, right. but I knew not to put it in my five because I knew you'd be picking it. Well, Deadly. you know what you were saying about uh, honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses made my honorable mention. Well, there we go. We can. Yeah. I think we could all agree that that would be an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Rob, this was Rob Zombie at his finest, though. Yeah. Oh, he never equaled it. In no, no. It, it's, it's, it was that was perfection for him. That was two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, 30, 31 wasn't bad either. It was okay. Yeah, well, sure. What yeah. can you do? <laughs> Next one. Right, I went with, I'll go with, my, I'll go with my most recent of the years, uh, 1988's masterpiece, They Live. Oh. John Carpenter, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Keith uh, David. What a movie, like, titled on screen as John Carpenter's They Live, as he always... And I think they should always be... All of his films should be announced yeah. as that, so that we can bleed the fucking week out of the out of the other stuff that they use with his name on it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's kind of more of a science fiction action film, but I think it's a horror film too. I think it's, it is a horror film. It's it? definitely within. It's definitely within the horror. Uh, it's got enough elements in it to be be classed as a horror film. Definitely. This, this movie, yeah. if you've never seen it, you've no generally no idea what it's on Netflix about. right now. So yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I watched it. Go and check it out. Um, based on the nineteen sixty three short story by um, Eight O'clock in the Morning by Ray Nelson. Just naming a story eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it, but it, I mean, I've actually went back and and read it, and it's like it's really cool. Um, and I think the way and the like John Carpenter is only John Carpenter can can just Magic. make something like that and just elevate it into yeah, you know, the best thing in the world. Roddy Piper as John Nada. No, the, the the thing about it is like there's no actual official name. He's known as Nada, which means nothing, nothing, or nobody. Um. Like some places have it down as George. For some, some yeah, for some reason George has been given. I don't know why. Maybe that's the LGBTQ plus community that wanted to call him George. I do not know. No offense to any of us if that's what you just want to call him. You're more than well, you're more than welcome because you can call him Free Willy for all we care. Because we'll just call him the Hot Rod. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to call him the Hot Rod. Um, well, how good is Roddy Piper in this movie? Uh, this is just an immense and, performance. And it's two of my favourite people in the one movie. Um, it's obviously Rowdy Roddy Piper, but it's also um, Keith David as well as uh, Frank Armitage. And, like, what a man. Keith David, you know, he's obviously in The Thing as well. He was mm. in a lot of those 80s kind of lower budget movies. He, he, uh, was, he was the, the lower version of Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> but, but, but I'll take him over Samuel L. any day of the week and twice on Sunday. It's just, um, it's he's a different kind of actor though. Like you couldn't say, I know it's a horror show, but you couldn't have Keith David, even if he was Samuel L. Jackson's age, playing Nick Cage now. No, Nick, yeah. no, no. But he was perfect for what he was back then. I mean, this this film has one of the best fight scenes of all time. Probably, probably the, the, best. the best fight. Scene. Probably the best. I would say so. I'm glad you guys said that. I think Absolutely. It, because it's one of the most legit looking fight scenes where they beat yeah. the piss out of each other. They, Definitely, definitely hit each other a few yeah. slaps. Nah. Oh yeah, Roddy was known to hit him a few, and and he was like, I, I think he, he wasn't realized, take it. I think he realized when Roddy hit him a few, kind of went to was a receipt here. But yeah. um, I always say, sorry, Ian, I always say that my favorite fight scene in any film is is this, and my yeah. favorite just two things I always put couple together that and my favorite shootout scene in a film is Heat. They're oh. so long, but there's yeah. so much going on. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's my favorite movie all outright. I love it. Yeah. Are you going to do it on uh, Retro Simon? We'll get there. We'll get there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is this is for me. This is this is just unbelievable. As I said, Meg Foster, little bitch. <laughs> she uh, is a wagon Holly, in this. Holly Thompson. She really is a wagon. Yeah. Fucked him out a bleeding window. He nearly goes down the hole. Down the down the bottom of the Hollywood Hills, yeah. um, has to rest his poor El weary, you know, his weary heart somewhere. Um, but it's no, it's an amazing movie. Again, a movie I don't want to ruin on anybody if they haven't seen it. I think this and it's very, very, um, very apparent to the modern day kind of socialism and, and far and, far ahead of its time communism yeah it's like and consumerism you know what i mean the whole idea of like everything you know you you'll see like, you know, the cola you know consume consume you know like once he puts the glasses on he can see exactly what the message is from all these corporate um 
corporate slogans and corporate advertisements. It's it's uh, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Great message within the film. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's that's even, even the design of what are I don't know. You can't even call them zombies. Kind of alien types. But they're aliens. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. they are. They're well, they're 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 the lizard people, I suppose. If the if the mad yeah. uh, kind of you know, if you, yeah. you know, some of the crazy community want to call them lizard people. They look class, don't they? They really uh, do. Like, like it's something so easy. Like I don't know whether that was a mask or it's painted on their mm-hmm. face or what when they were filming it. But I'd say it was a mask. Perfect. Yeah, I'd say it was a mask, but it was it was perfect. So over to you, Greg. That's my pick. Right. So I'm trying to keep it a little bit more modern because you know how some people won't go back and watch older movies. So Fuck I've gone. I've <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 80s is probably the best generation for for horror. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I've gone for a 2003 classic. Um, written or directed by Danny Boyle. I went to it 28 days later. Oh yes. Amazing movie. This here is Gillian Murphy. Yeah, this here is the definition of a, a post-apocalyptic infected person. Yeah. Where you see zombie movies where they're slow moving, this, that, and the other. These aren't technically zombies, they're infected. infected but these yeah. are primal rage. Fucking, they're going to tear your head off. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Um, I'd say I'd say that's where they got the idea for I Am Legend and stuff like that with those. Well, I Am Legend is a book. No, but I'd say for the movie itself, I'd say that's or else. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's where they got the idea for for the way they presented the the zombies on screen yeah. is what I mean. Well, I mean, yeah. like to, I I always feel, to me, the likes of uh, the original Dawn of the Dead is my favorite zombie movie, for example. And the way you have the inf- mm. like, there's a, there should be a difference between infected and zombies. Yeah. Yes. You know, like yeah. infected, like as we're saying, infected go straight for like they're loyal and they're so fast and everything it's almost yeah. like their their uh their strength is heightened or whatever it's very resident evilish isn't it you know what i yeah. mean yeah some, I, of the, some of the subjects in resident evil they're not yeah i was gonna say some of them some of them will and some of them aren't some of them are dead some of them are like just turned into this mad yeah. thing and i think yeah man that was that was an unbelievable movie actually but, murphy in it by the way brendan gleason yeah, and then like it shows the difference though. Like when you see the, the armed guards that take them in, haven't been whatever they've been for a long time. Then yeah. like your one's only about twelve in it, and like yeah. it gets it gets seriously rapey. Yeah, very much so. And the, the other the older girl gives her an I'm imagining it's an ecstasy tablet or something. Well, isn't it very isn't it very kind of um, you know based on you know The Walking Dead like you know what I mean the comics and the premise of the comics. Yeah, well, it seems to be that kind of way, doesn't it? He it's, wanted, it's a very similar he wanted story. to show the bad side of humanity rather than the bad side of, of zombies more so. It's like, what will humanity do when the backs are against the wall? Do you know what I mean? Will they will they remain that? Like, Good or bad, yeah. Like, are we, are we actually animals, first and foremost, that have been trained to be human? Or are we animals first and then we'll... Re- re- you know, that's that's the great message. It, sh- it shows the, the nature of people that gets worse and worse as time goes yes, on yes exactly because when your backs are against the wall that's what I mean exactly but like right, this, where, was, this, where was that film there's what Manchester or London London and London up to Manchester yeah but you know London, about, you know when you see that London and it's totally empty I think that's yeah. epic it was actually brilliant wasn't it it was yeah, like yeah. 5 o'clock in the morning or 8 yeah, o'clock yeah. The and the cops the cops stopped people for fucking 2 miles or something yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. but like the music in this alone, like the soundtrack that builds the atmosphere. Um, for something so easy, a drop of blood from them and you're infected. That's it. There's no option then. You don't Would even you agree, have time. Greg? Would you agree that this is a very, very 80s style movie? In- oh, 100%. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it. This is just shy of being filmed on a hand camera, really. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the camera moves and like when they're running, it's it's bouncing. Yeah. You can see. It's yeah. very rough and well done, but like you don't expect much less from Danny Boyle. No, no, not at all. But it like, I mean, a, I, I, I can, I can shit in England. Yeah, <laughs> I can accept that kind of harshness in the in the filmmaking. Whereas with the likes of Cloverfield, it just oh, wrecked my head. I hate know. it. I hate yeah. every minute of it. Yeah, and I um, wanted to like it, but I couldn't because of the way it was filmed. This this had some great humor in it as well, like where he bursts the priest with the bag of cans. Oh yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Oh Jesus God! I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Very Brilliant. good. It, it, I don't really. I'm not a great fan of Killian Murphy in, in things, but uh, this is one oh, yeah. of my favorite movies with him in it. Oh, yeah. Brilliant in that. Yeah. Brilliant. Good uh, choice, Greg. Yeah. This was. I enjoyed this one. This one was was different good choice i'm gonna go back and watch that what about you carl so we're up again and uh, let me see we will go for a film that we have covered on this show already and um, myself and greg did it because seeing you were off so it'll be interesting to see if you've seen the film since then mm-hmm. and it was in 99 1999 can i guess <laughs> we always have this guessing game the answer is no it's not Debbie Does Dallas, is it? <laughs> well, no, that's not a horror film at all in a good in a, in a good way. <laughs> um, go on, guess. I know, I know what it is. Go on, Ravenous. Folks. Ravenous. I haven't seen it. It's right, on Disney well, Plus. Be, check it before out. Before we go any further, yeah, a film about cannibalism is on Disney Plus. Go check it out, you know. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Makes and, sense. Disney, Disney, Disney have brought out some random things on that. Sure, Disney Disney back. wrote a Disney wrote a cartoon in the forties about pedophilia in Pinocchio, so <laughs> nothing <laughs> surprised me about them. Bring me all the little boys. Uh, the actor was the actors were very stiff, apparently. Good John, remember? <laughs> good fucking John. We actually went back and watched that recently. We were like, oh. Lord, the references in this are absolutely yeah. terrible. It should I think a lot of that um, Disney stuff is just just leave it up, burn it or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Ravenous anyway <laughs> was was directed by Antonio Board, and uh, a, a budget of twelve million. But would you believe it only made two two million, just under three million? It's so this, like, this is where we went off on it the last time. Saying that, that makes me want to watch time. it now because people that don't want to, you know what I mean? It's, it's just. It just came out at the wrong time. It came out yeah. in between the Matrix and the Sixth Sense and things like that. Yeah. Um. So it got it got lost in the pack. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that happened to a lot of great movies, to be yeah. fair. Really that's hit. another. Well, that's, the thing that's a, yeah. is the prime example of that. Yeah. It came out the same day as ET. Yeah. You know I mean? and that's and, something we could look at down the line. As even well. though they were completely different movies, you know what I mean? Two alien movies. Well, one alien, one parasite movie. Yeah, and I mean people that went to see ET. Not, obviously not kids obviously but adults that went to see it like, probably would have went to see the thing as well had they not have been on the same kind of well the know. thing apparently had the second strongest weekend second weekend showing of any movie yeah uh, um between the 80s and 2000s wow so people realized obviously yeah it was again another way. another another film that never gets old 
you know the thing yeah anyway um so yeah this film uh, had guy pierce robert carlyle and david arquette just to name three i'm only giving like two or three names off the cast yeah. and it was set in the late 1800s and again it's a, it's about a guy who's uh he's basically eating people to survive that's i know that's very loosely putting yeah. the thing on it but again just take our word for it it's really really good it's a very underrated film robert, um, robert carlyle steals the show oh he's brilliant and also here we go here's another one with a fantastic soundtrack and uh, the oh, soundtrack yeah. was made by michael neumann and damon albarn of blur they collaborated on this it's he's a legend uh, anyway it's amazing I, I can't give enough say enough good things about that film as i said to greg and on the pre on the episode of it I, I went to see that film like three or four times in the cinema when it came out. It, yeah, you were that, signing the I, the IFSC or something. The IFC or his film center. Yeah, or, yeah it was. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Amazing film, and like I say, I, I'm not gonna go on too much about it, but just go check it out. Go check it but, out. Is that the first one of the the list that we all haven't seen? Yeah, probably actually. Yeah, Ian hasn't yeah. seen it yet. Well, I'm gonna give you my choice now, and then I guarantee you haven't seen this. Go on. I've went further back in time. Um, I went to 1964. Right. Well, then I haven't seen it. With a hammer horror, absolute legendary film, oh, right. in my opinion. But a, like a really good, like such a you know, people are expecting Dracula or something here. But if you really know your horror, you'll know that that was 1958. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, went with, I've went with the Gorgon. I know of the film, yes. I yeah, know of and it. you'll remember, Carl, one of my old bands had a song called Gorgon. That's right, yes. I wrote a song after watching this film. 1964, uh, directed, directed by Terence Fisher, who is literally the legendary Hammer Horror uh, director, yeah. who done the likes of uh, The Mummy with Christopher Lee and, and done Dracula. He pretty much done all of the, all of the great Hammer Horror movies that you, you know. Terence Fisher was the guy. Uh, I think I've seen this. Yeah, and it does star Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, that duo. Yeah. That is the Hammer duo. And, and that was it, yeah. One of the best duos of all time in, in horror, in my opinion. And anyone that knows the real horror will, will agree with that. That is 100% mm. the case. Um, Christopher Lee, and, and the great thing about it is they're both baby faces in this, you know what I mean? They're both, uh, they're both good guys. Um, Not very often that happened either. Yeah, that's that's the great thing about it. The Gorgon is basically like a Medusa type character that anybody that looks into her eyes turns to stone. And there's actually quite some quite um, dark, um, you know, ideas in this because the opening kind of um, part of it is, you know, based on you know, a girl that's pregnant and shouldn't be pregnant to a guy and he's gone over to the father and, you know, there's even kind of um, almost allusions to rape and all in it. Like, so it's like for, for 1964, it's quite a... Uh, out there. Yeah, it went quite out there. So that's um, that's my one. And I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to ruin it for people because I think it's a movie that if you haven't seen, it's definitely something. Got to sure. check it out, definitely. I, I need to uh, revisit a lot of Hammer. I mean, again... Another episode full dedication to Hammer. Oh, million percent. You, you have the right guy. You need more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do, <laughs> we we do a series. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I've gone. Really? 
I've gone to the late 90s this time, 97. It was a Wes Craven produced movie uh, directed by Robert Kurtzman. It's called The Wishmaster. Oh, yes. Wishmaster, yes. yeah. This movie has the who's who of horror in it. I watched this only about three months ago. Right, brilliant. It has the who's who of, of horror stars in it. Uh, it's got Robert Englund, it's got Kane Hodder, it's got Tony Todd, um, it's got Ted Raimi in it. I mean, it's just a phenomenal cast. Um, and then obviously Andrew Divoff is is the gin himself. Um, what a cool character as well. Sorry, it's a strange. It's such a strange movie. Like this went way down on people's list and not seeing it. This movie is pretty much playing with a genie in a bottle that when you when you get three wishes bad things happen when you do it you have to mm. be willing to it's kind of like a, a genie crossed with Rumpelstiltskin uh, yes what a movie there's, uh, what there's, a movie. there's like you don't get anything good from it you could ask for a million quid but it'll probably cost you your family's life yeah along the way somehow but um, uh, the movie overall is just brilliant um, yeah. it's not it's not as well rated as I thought it would be but um, it's underrated for and as well as that the, the, the effects in it are cool as well yeah like yeah. Those, those it's one of those movies like those who know know you know yeah. what I mean yeah and it's fine it's fine for movies as well <clears throat> yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah. It's like, you know yeah. I mean? so like puppets um, yeah it's, it's puppets yeah puppet master um, now uh, the Wishmaster, I, I love this. I felt I found this in Excavation when I was about twelve, and I was like, "Yeah, that one." And then all the rest of them had subsequently came out, so I was like, "I'm gonna get them all, I'm gonna watch them all." <laughs> and I remember the cover. I'll always remember the cover. It was a purple box, and it just had him going like this on the front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it, and a little candlelight behind him. Yeah, it's what Greg was attracted to. The candle jackpot. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> But what a movie! If you haven't seen it, I really mm. recommend yeah, it. Well, don't, recommend. don't bother looking at the ratings or anything. Just, just don't see go it. in and watch a movie and watch the movie. Never look what at we'll actually, anyway. What we'll actually do is, at, uh, when this goes up, we'll have the fifteen films in a list on the description of the, of the, the episode. So at least it's there for people to kind of, re, exactly. you know, kind of quick look at. You know? Yeah. So we're down. We're down to two each left. Right. Um. We went. I, I went for again. This film was. Uh, I think its legacy is ruined because of the director. That, that gives I know, it. Away. I know. I know what it is. Yeah, it's one of your favorites, isn't it? Is it this one? Jeepers Creepers. Absolutely. What a yeah. film! And again, the kind of film that could have been just done fine on its own. What did the director do? He uh, when he filmed Clown House, he sexually abused a fifteen-year-old boy. Oh shit. Yeah, so, that was a genuine people, question. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's so fine. People, people turned on the movie itself. Yeah, and and the second one, and I mean the second one was okay. It was. He's fine. in jail now. I hope. I was. Oh, yeah. No, he's not. No, no he's not. He no. done time. I think he done time for it. Oh yeah. Because it was the in old, 19, old. 1981 or something. Nineteen eighty five yeah. or something happened. So basically, I try because I like I love the creeper as a character as a. Uh, it's unbelievable it's one of the best movie monsters i feel 
you know and so i, I try and separate that from the director guy you should always not, do that you should yeah. always do that yeah i'm not going to name him there because obviously anyone who knows it they know who he is yeah but it had gina phillips in it justin long and jonathan breck played the creeper the creeper is just I can't say enough good things about that. He, looks, he does look awesome. He does look yeah. awesome. It's kind of like a love... undertaker with like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he kind of reminds you of um, Tim Curry in Legend. Yes. Mm. That kind Very of design good. crossed with uh, about a, a whole bottle of darkness. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I love that. You know when you see his van careening down the the road. I'll tell you yeah. what, that must be about a sixteen liter engine in that yoke. Yeah. Fucking it's, hell. It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. But again, that made good money. It was on 10 million budget and it made 59.7 million. But you look at it, uh, Francis Ford Coppola exactly. had a big hand in that he first was executive one. producer, yeah. So, like, that's where people give out about the director on that. I was like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to ignore anything Justin Long done because yeah. he was in it? Are you oh. going to ignore Francis Ford Coppola's? Yeah, let's all forget about uh, Clockwork Orange, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I just, again, I love that film and I love the tagline every 23 years for 23 yeah. days, it gets to feed. I love that. It gets to eat, yeah. <laughs> it's this year this here is is my favourite horror movie of the pre-2000s. Yeah, or yeah. Post-2000s. Um, like, if I want to watch something, I'll, I'll normally go to the likes of this, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, a movie that I have coming up on my list later on that's not Nightmare on Elm Street, it's something else that I want to yeah. do right now. Um, but like the whole thing around this was phenomenal. Like the build up, the atmosphere, mm. the bit going into the lady's house with the cats. Oh, I love that. Well, that's not my scarecrow. Okay. <laughs> like that little bits of imagery and, and atmosphere. In yeah, you this. don't, you don't see too much of them either no. until near enough the end. Yeah. And, and funny enough, I know we're going off the first one, but the second one, you know, when he's in the, the crop field. And he's just on the like yeah. Like, I, I I fucking love that. Oh, so that takes the kid away. This here, that is supposed to go here, uh, yeah. the bit where he's on the post that beside is. the tree, but I just never got it finished. Oh, you will at some point. I'll get there when I don't have to wear a mask sitting in there for five or six hours. If you <laughs> um, I'm, ass- I'm assuming Ian's next film is The Invisible Man. Uh. Well, we can. I'll, I'll go with mine and then let him come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're next. We'll fill him in uh, on the oh, way. Here he is. Here he is. Oh. You know, you're up. Just in time. Um, I've went. I, I've flip reversed the years here from 1964 on my last pick to 1946. So I'm even going further in time. I'm educating you people now. Um, I've went with a movie which is probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, the Spiral Staircase. Oh, what a film. We talked about that when we did the Dynamo's list back for one of the Halloween episodes. Yes, that's and correct. And I, che- I checked it out after that. Awesome, eh? Yeah, Very quality. Fun. Quality. Um, I, I firmly believe um, this movie was, like, it, it's it's a very psychological horror movie. So some might put it in the thriller uh, bracket purely because of how old it is. But it is without a shadow of a doubt of horror. Um, I talked to Phil and Sam about this on Dynamo's Dozen as well. He was like, this is this is one of the movies um, that, without a shadow of a doubt, helped influence the likes of Alfred Hitchcock. You know, there, there's no doubt in my mind on that. Um, Robert Sodomack, um, wrote, he directed it. Um, 
a lot of now a lot of there's no point in me mentioning the actors in this one because a lot of people won't really know it but a lot of these actors are my favorite because i actually go back and listen to the likes of dorothy mcguire george brent ethel barrymore they were kind of like really great stage actors but also actors that used to do those radio presentations of horror oh, movies. Yeah. this was actually a radio presentation first you know what i mean and with with how great podcasts are I would love like somebody to kind of put together a podcast production of some of these old like you know 30 40 minute old radio horror shows that people had to listen to because the acting in it was phenomenal I'll just give an example um Gene Wilder's classic movie Haunted Honeymoon was kind of based on that that's what they did you know what I mean and I I love that I love the atmosphere I love I just love that tension and hearing the kind of thunder and like the car pulling up and um, some great stuff but yeah anybody that doesn't know Robert Sidomak uh, I'm probably butchering his name he's German but he also um, he also done Killers that famous movie Killers and uh, I did 48 as well so he was absolutely well ahead of his I time I think that's I think that's been remade about 400 times as well. yeah exactly and he done the original um, so you could see the influence that he was having on the directors like Hitchcock and all coming up but Spiral Staircase look without giving anything away it's 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 something you need to watch if you're a real horror fan and you don't mind black and white and you you're not one of these little pussies that is like oh well there's no color in it no the acting is dated no the acting was better yeah because the only thing they had was suspense and their faces and they and the tension that was created by sound effects well here's the thing and don't forget in 1946, they were creating original horror fucking movies. Absolutely, not based on anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, a horror, fan, horror fan and snuff your nose up at this one, you should probably find a new thing to be interested in because yeah. this is absolutely amazing. Um, the eyes in this movie, when you just see the eyes, mm. it's actually the director himself. It's actually Brilliant. Mac himself. Had to, um, had to get himself in there, didn't he? <laughs> no, but guess what? He's actually uncredited. He didn't even credit himself in the in the credits. It was yeah. just that he was that mad German. I'm pretty sure he was part of a certain group in the 40s and that <laughs> that were brought up. We won't say. He's saying you're that. flying close to the wind of this episode. You really are with a few of your comments tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Guess who's getting banned off YouTube? <laughs> name, name, name two others. <laughs> two other what? Comments that were too too close to the wind. I, I'm not bringing it up again, but you know it's uh, funny. That's all I'm saying. It's... This is a snowflake-free zone. If people don't want to tune in. Don't. Yeah. Uh, but that is the truth. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great movie. Quality. Uh, I, that time I'd only seen it for the first time after you you told me on that time it was a podcast episode. Yeah. I went, I went and watched it then. It was brilliant. Unbelievable. So I'll give you my second last one. Um, I went with the Neil Marshall werewolf classic Dog Soldiers lovely Uh, lovely this is in fact my favourite werewolf movie I know uh, ever (laughs) great movie Um, made off not even well it wouldn't even have been a shoestring budget but it wasn't a a, a major budget Um, I don't have the things with me here but uh, Liam Cunningham as well good old East Wall Liam Cunningham is brilliant uh, Sean Pertwee as, as Sarge as well. Um, I think Cooper went on to be in, I think it's Grey's Anatomy or something. Um, I'm not sure, but he went on to be somewhat successful as well. Um, 
but like it's set in the in the Scottish Highlands of obviously Scotland. If you don't know where the Scottish Highlands <laughs> are, should probably take some geography. Um, <laughs> and they go up on a training exercise as to not get caught by special forces. Um, little did they know that they were the bait. Um, and well, shit goes from zero to a hundred very fucking quickly <laughs> as soon as yeah. night falls. Um, and then it goes on from there. But the the werewolves in this look so good. Um, you don't really see the full transformation, which is no. great because if you butcher if you butcher the transformation, you the movie's the bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, only so issue I, the, the only issue I had with the werewolves that they were like what ten foot tall or something. That was yeah, the only thing. I like the idea of the dog man. I think they were more the dog man rather than werewolves. You know what I mean? Because that whole yeah. premise of the American dog man, like they're kind of almost like Bigfoot but with dog heads. I don't know whether maybe they were thinking they're trying to be outside the box. I, I can't clarify that. I think I think a lot of the werewolf movies you see they're on four legs. You know what I mean, yeah. Um, oh, a lot of them are, believe it or not, a lot of them would be on two. A lot of the more popular ones would be on two feet, you know. Um, but uh, a lot uh, of the more yeah. popular ones, like look at the Wolfman and even well, Benicio uh, del Toro's Wolfman, he was on four. Well, when well, he started off on two, don't forget, you know, when he, well, yeah, 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 you know. But anyway, I, I'm not, I'm well, American the, Werewolf is the weakest of them all, anyway. We know that, so. yeah. <laughs> There's there's Carl another has, there's another has left the group chat. There's another comment that's got Carl too close to the bone. Carl <laughs> has left the group chat. I'm gonna pu- no. <laughs> punch the screen in a minute. This is uh this is another one of their movies where the music <laughs> is brilliant, the tension is brilliant, even the comedy in it is brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. No, it, it is fantastic, and the acting is great as well. Like um, as I said, yeah. Lee Cunningham is for me like such an underrated actor. He, he kind of oh. Got a lot of great, uh, you know, props from Game of Thrones and stuff like that. But this mm. is this is one of the, some of his great work, I think. I'm sure you boys. I met I met I met yeah. him when uh, I was working in IKEA. <coughs> he came into the main store and I was talking to him. I was like, "Just don't mention Game of Thrones. Don't mention Game of Thrones." He was a friend. I was he like, was a friend, I was like, not. Here's a funny little side side story. He was actually a friend of Rachel's uh, late great mom Sue, and um, they grew up was in East Wall. Yeah, they were literally neighbors. Uh, I was uh, I was literally like, if I'm gonna say it, don't don't mention it, don't mention Game of Thrones, don't mention Game of Thrones. I was like, you were in Dog Soldiers, you're Ryan. But he loved I, that, I, didn't he? He was like, I thought you were gonna say Game of Thrones. I was like, yeah. No. I was like, no. They love like, they love when, they when you say something different to them. They love that. Like yeah. when I met John Carpenter. When I you met John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I met John Carpenter, like the first thing I said to him was like, yeah, I love horror movies, but I love your music. And he was just like, okay, thanks. You know, and I said, oh, yeah, I love Halloween as well, of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> How could you not, though? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I was, it was just, like, he got, it just got a little smile out of him. I was like, I kind of, kind of was like, yeah, like, I could have went, oh, yeah, you were great in Game of Thrones. You were Ryan in Dog yeah. Soldiers. And that'll, that'll stick with him more rather than you saying, oh, you were also in Game of Thrones. The fact you said that. Yeah. You know, it means you, you follow his career. You, you He's more than just, you know. Stannis or whatever his name is. Neil, yeah, Neil, Neil Marshall hit an absolute banger with this one, though. Um, so it would be a, it would be a very, very it would, well, not very, very close second. It would be a, a sec, it's only second to American Werewolf for me. First, in terms of werewolf films. Is that your next pick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my That's final pick. I said first to wind them up. <laughs> I know. 
I know a rib when I fit when I see one. Try, try to gold it out of them. <laughs> so yeah, my final pick tonight is American Wear for London, which is I think I think these were all expecting that, you yeah. know. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, filmed in '81 by John Landis, who was a legendary uh, director. Sadly, not no longer with us. Uh, 5.8 million of a budget, and then made 62 million. So in that time it was phenomenal money. So that's yeah, probably three or four times. it in Triller as well, which is great. Almost, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I love that. I love that video, that Triller video. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I remember I used to have that on on VHS. The the making of it, it used to be like half an hour. Triller, yeah. and then you, yeah, they show oh, you the. Too, man, it scared the yeah. shit out of me. But yeah. the, the the difference is, Greg, I watched it in 1988 as a four year old. Yeah, <laughs> you, you were like what? What the fuck is it? What, what, what creeped me out the most about that was when you know at the end when he turns around the yellow eyes and the big smile. Yeah. Ah, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking mad. But yeah, um, this film for like as everyone knows, this film for me really got my, you know, I love, I love this film. I can't say enough about it. Sometimes I, I just say I go, I go on too much about it. Like you know what I mean. But you, can never, you can never go on too much about your favorite film, to be fair. That's it. Uh, David Norton. David Norton, Griffin Dunn, and Jenny out there were the three main ones in this. And uh, of course, don't forget the amazing uh, makeup and effects by Rick Baker. Um, Rick I mean, is the, the man, though. Yeah. The Oscar. Uh, the Oscars made up. They they got the first best best makeup Oscar for this film. You know, they they had they, not that they made it specifically for this film, but this is what the film that brought that kind of Oscar to the to the fore. You know, yeah. So uh, timeless, and it, it, yeah, it's my favorite werewolf itself. I love that it's on four feet and not two, and I just love how you don't see an awful lot of it. You really don't. And funny enough, I think John Landis thought that he, I think he thought there was too much of it, and I didn't think there was. I thought there was the perfect amount kind of like Bruce yeah absolutely yeah. That, that's it though look at those they're the, to- they're the times they're the years when they knew that less was more you know yeah. absolutely I'm not going to go on about the film because as you said we have an episode about it so yeah American Werewolf in London if I was going to say Anne, this is probably my favourite film on this list alright and well worth watching yeah amazing so, there we go Ian up to you <laughs> and also the best pub name ever The Slaughtered Lamb um i've finished my show off with a another john carpenter classic john carpenter's the fog oh yeah personally probably one of my favorite horrors if not up in my top three ever maybe top two maybe even maybe maybe even number one um really yeah, growing up in Bray, like when I watched this in, I believe, 1996 with my nanny, believe it or not, we used to watch Horror Night. It was when, me and my nanny. When the, when the mist used to come in over Bray Head. Yeah, now you got it. Um, <laughs> I was like, shit, man, this this could happen in Bray. But then obviously I realized oh, it's in a nicer California town with sun. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 1980. Um, two years after Halloween, obviously, a year after Halloween, whatever, but when they started. But um, and then two obviously, years the big one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wrote the screenplay, created the whole, all of the music for the film as well. This is when you see John Carpenter's music throughout it all, and it's all very, very different. Um, not different, you know it's John Carpenter, but you get what I mean by that, especially you. Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely, yeah. The scores. He, he, build, he builds an he builds an atmosphere <clears throat> without actually doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. The music is just phenomenal in all his movies. Yeah, and look, just the whole premise of this is like you know that it's a town that's been built on a lie. You know, Blake, you, you know, decided to kind of sell out his own boys and let them go and <clears throat> let them go and fall, you know, sink to their debts. Uh, you know. What, what did they call it? David Crockett's... No, what's Davy, it? Jo- Davy Jones Locker. Davy Jones Locker, yeah. Yeah. And let them all kind of sink to their debt and there was a curse put on the town. And the, the reason I chose this as well because it actually, like, it had a, a $21 million budget domestically. It's huge back then. That's big, um, yeah. No, sorry. It, it drew... Sorry. It wasn't received. I'm, I'm telling a bloody different story here. It only had a $1.1 million budget. But in the first few months, it was not well received at all. So this kind of seems to be that's a thing with his films. Seems yeah. to be what's happening, you know, even with the thing and all. But it drew twenty one million by the end of it. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. So again, it could be just poor timing or anything. That it, it could be, yeah. I mean, it's nineteen eighty. I mean, I'd have to go back and really do my research to see what was coming out at that yeah. time. You know what I mean? To see what was coming out to to kind of um, counter it, but. I think, like without a doubt, since it has been released, it's, it, it falls into that bracket of of cult horror movies for a lot of people because they did really end up falling in love with it. Yeah. Um, I think the work in it was amazing, especially that final scene. Won't give it away for anyone either, but you know the whole church scene and those red eyes coming for you. It's it's oh, it, um, brilliant, and it is it is terrifying. Like really, if you allow yourself to be immersed in, yeah, you know just something different it's 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 actually that's what horror movie should be you should be watching the movie becoming immersed in the movie yeah exactly none of this none of this no i'm I'm guilty of it myself sitting on my phone when there's a movie on mostly because i've seen most of them when i rewatch them well yeah but it's different when you've seen i'm a fucker for not watching i'm not watching new movies like (laughs) i'd rather go back and watch old ones same same and that's it and i think this movie in particular like without a shadow of a doubt um you know, you want you if you're a fan of John Carpenter and you've not seen it or you like his music, you like the Halloween music, watch this film because he creates atmosphere with all of his music throughout this whole movie. I mean, there's one scene that you'll see in the uh, you'll see in the trailer anyway, when like the granny is minding the kid and you just see the the knock at the door and the hook with the hook and it's the fog starts coming under the house. You know what I mean? Through the doors. Terrifying. Yeah. And yeah, and the kids go and try to hide under the bed. It is fucking terrifying. It is yeah. out the back door, kid. Out the back door. <laughs> back door and run. You know, it's an absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It is my favorite horror movie of all time, without a shadow of a doubt. I think it has everything I need for me personally in a horror movie. And you know, if anyone thinks I'm wrong, in the comment section, babies. Absolutely. <laughs> Right, I'll give you my last one then. Uh, so it's a movie I've mentioned, franchise on this show quite a bit. Um, might be the greatest franchise in the world, but sure is entertaining. I went for the 2003 movie, Wrong Torn. I thought you were going with Twilight there for a second, the way you were building it up. No, that's that's 2011, that's, just, that's for a different one, that's an honourable mention. I know, I thought you were going with the books. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went with Wrong Torn well the first one on its own more so than than the franchise um 
nothing wrong with that movie at all, man. No. The, for, the first one was brilliant. Like, there's certain horror films where you know you don't need to have fucking people getting naked and, and riding everyone and getting killed that way. When you can build a horror movie with that kind of cast and not have to do that, you're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie's set in the Appalachian Mountains. I think that's what they're called anyway. Appalachian. Uh, yeah. in, West, in West Virginia. They should have brought Bigfoot into that, shouldn't they? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, but no, like it's set with three hillbillies, well, mutated hillbillies that are hunting and mowing people down that are coming down the road, coming down Bear Mountain Road, it's called. Um, and then obviously eating them and, and taking their stuff and just storing it, God knows where. Uh, has Elijah Duskew is obviously just the, the biggest one in it. The biggest girl in it, um, but like it, the suspense in this movie is is brilliant. Like, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of soundtrack to it. No, it's it doesn't need it though. It doesn't need it. Yeah, but like, there's bits in it where they're they're running through the forest and the lads are chasing them. And this the small one whose name is Tree Finger has has the creepiest laugh you'll ever hear in your life. Um, but the tree, the tree mutants obviously hunting people down and obviously can't let people catch on to them because mm. they know what comes next <laughs> <laughs> um but like this is a survival in the woods movie and uh what a movie it was i love i love how like all 15 of these movies have been all <laughs> no but like very different perspective but like covers such a different very very different genre of horror movie yeah i mean i yeah. think i think we've created like a top 15 list that would match any fucking list on the internet out there today when people are looking up what they want to watch should you know people type in top 10 80s movies people top yeah you know yeah. Top, top 10 whatever i think we've it's a bit covered, of everything you know what i mean we've covered absolutely everything even while carl's afraid of what i say next we've covered everything um but yeah. you don't need to worry carl i'm the head of this you network. won't let me live that down will you no <laughs> no <laughs> but like that that's why I came up with the idea of not having the sort of big seven or eight yeah. names on it because yeah. there's no point in having Nightmare on Elm Street and all on it because they're going to make it onto no. everyone's list and, and and we can cover them you know what I mean we can cover all the, you know uh, and do franchises as Carl has said before yeah. we can kind mm. of rank our favourites in, in tandem but no I think this has been a, an awesome uh... first, first three way dance <laughs> yeah definitely first of many hopefully First of lots, we're not getting cancelled, Carl. One hundred. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it we signed a hundred hundred episode deal. <laughs> Is that right, Bossman? Did we? Did we? <laughs> it's grand. I have an agreement. <laughs> trust, I don't know me. what it is yet, but I have one. <laughs> oh no, I know what it is. It's it's yeah. it's it's ongoing. <laughs> we're not stopping. A rolling contract. What? We're not. The show goes on. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I, I really enjoyed this, lads, I have to say. Uh, yeah, me too. And by the way, all of our fans out there, join us in applauding the G-Man in his first ever hosting job, proper hosting job. Yeah. And uh, knocking it out of the park. Absolutely. Hope you've had fun, because I did. With yes. that mighty fine-looking kind of Sasquatchy type... That's yeah, the Joker. The Joker. Oh yeah, well we, you can only see the eyes. It looked like it because you could see the top of the head. Now I know it's the Joker. You thought yeah, it was a Sasquatch because of Greg's beard, didn't you? Yeah. 
<laughs> Fits in nicely, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the infamous Joker. I love it. I love yeah. it. I really enjoyed today's show, lads, and I think uh, people are going to enjoy it. And please do make sure that you uh, like and subscribe to the Dynamo Podcast Network and make sure also that you like this video, share it, but most importantly, hit the bell notica- notification for updates. We have our own playlist, so if you're not interested in anything else that the Dynamo Podcast Network has to offer, well, we've got a playlist for you there, so just go down through, um, through on the slab and uh, be sure to comment and let us know, though, what you thought of our picks. Yeah. If you have anything to uh, counter us with, you know, be brave enough to, you know, to speak your mind. Or if there's a movie you'd like us to check out. Or if you want to talk about a particular movie as well. I mean, Always we're, interested. We're, we're open to most anything, really. But again, we want to hear from people. We want to hear what you think. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, shall we leave it there, chaps? That yeah. is all we have time for. Carol, why don't you close us out? I will indeed. This has been on the slab. And it has been G-Man's first time doing this. And it won't be his last because none of us lost our heads tonight. Absolutely. Uh, we're out of here. Adios.